This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Pridecast with Jonathan Bennett and James Vaughn on iHeartRadio. Hey, it's Jonathan Bennett, and this is iHeartRadio's Pridecast, your weekly dose of love, laughter, and hopefully a little inspiration for the LGBTQ plus community and a reminder to be proud of who you are. I'm joined by my husband, as usual, James. Hi, babe. I'm very proud of who I am. You are very proud of who you are. I am very proud to be here with you. There's so much pride happening on Pridecast, you would think it would be called Pridecast. And oh, wait, it is. Ah, it is Pridecast. And you know what else I'm really proud of? What? I just saw the trailer. I know it's been out for a couple weeks, and I've been seeing snippets of it on Instagram, but I finally sat down and watched the entire trailer, and our producer, Raymond, is here with us as well. You can tell me if you saw it. The trailer for the new movie, Fire Island. Have you seen it, Raymond? I've seen it, guys. I'm so excited to talk about it. What do you it. think? I can't wait. I'm just, it's just, it's like a moment. It is a moment, because if you think about, like, we didn't have these kind of movies growing up, yep. and now it's just a rom-com where everybody is part of our community, and it's it's so cool to see, and it looks hysterical. It looks really funny. I, funny story. I think I auditioned for it, <laughs> but we're still waiting to hear. Still waiting to hear if I get it. I, I, don't, I don't think the chances are looking good right now, but I'm still in the mix. I think it Wait, I don't I, know which part that would I be. Was too, Nick Adams based on the trailer. Role. Yeah. I think Nick Adams, Broadway legend Nick Adams, who's fantastic so and good. adorable and just so sweet, he's in it. And I think I auditioned for his role. But you know what? Nick looks so good in a bathing suit that I get why they cast him. He's talented <laughs> and he looks better than me in a bathing suit. And I, they he should have the role. You know, you see certain people, you're like, oh man, I was after that. And then you see who they cast, you're like, you know what? You probably do that better. So good for you, Nick Adams. Yeah. So the movie stars Joel Kim Booster and Bowen Yang. Yeah. And it's really cool. We get to see a group of Asian friends going to Fire Island, having their experience because it, it's just it's more people being represented from our community. It's so cool. And it's done really well. I mean, yeah. I, I was cracking up at the trailer, watching all the stuff. But this is what I love about it. So Joel Kim Booster said, because this is something you and I always say a lot, baby. What do we say? Is that 
Will we do Baby, stuff? can you turn on the air? Is that what we normally say? <laughs> no, like you do oh. this stuff because you want to inspire people and give them hope, right? And so he said, I want people, especially gay men, especially queer people, to walk away from the movie happy that they're gay. Yes. I love that. And it, it is a movie that like I watch it and I'm like, this this is kind of like anybody's group of friends going to have this experience. It, it you you can identify with it, whoever you are in the community. And it does it, I, I think there's fun. something really important about that about that. Like that's what we do with with you know our Hallmark movies and some of the other movies I've been in, which I love, is that they're normalizing what gay people look like in the media. It's not a movie about gay people. It's just a movie about people that happen to be gay. You know, and there, there's a huge difference there. And I think when we take the otherness away from it, it helps to change the hearts and minds of people that are watching at home as well. And have you, you James, you've been to Fire Island. I actually shot a movie on Fire Island you, you say I've been to Fire Island like I've had the With Fire once. Island experience. No, I, have, I went to Fire Island during the off season, the very off. You got to wear a winter the, coat season during the pandemic, during a pandemic with you because you were shooting a movie there. I shot a movie two years ago on Fire or a year ago on Fire Island and it was a thriller. So everyone died. But it's a much different experience than I think this version of Fire Island. Ours was the thriller version. And you've had the real Fire Island oh my experience, gosh. right? Because so, you, you were a, a young gay in New York. The, okay, let me just talk real quick about the first time I went to Fire Island. I was 19 years old. I maybe weighed 110 pounds soaking wet. I was twink of the year, just like living my best life. And my friend calls me. He says, I was living in New York at the time. He's like, hey, let's go to Fire Island for the weekend. We got a house. I said, great. What's Fire Island? Little did I know what I was about to embark on. So we, I get there, and it's just like gay mecca. Like I've never seen so many gay people in one place in my entire life. And I, and coming from Ohio, like a small town in Ohio, this was such a culture shock, but also exciting at the same time. I was nervous. I was, I was excited. We, we went around the island, but I remember this one moment specifically. We went to a party at Tommy Toon's house. There's like the famous Tommy Toon's house over, I think it's in the Pines. You sound so old right I'm now. so old. Wait for, no, it gets older. So I'm, I'm like, I think I'm 19 or 20, like I said. And I go to the house. There's a party. Everyone's in the pool. Everyone's got like Speedos on. And like at the time, like everyone was just jacked and buff. And like they were just like, it was a very early 2000s. Muscles were in. Island. It was very like a thing. And I was so nervous to take off my shirt and like go in the pool because I was so skinny and I felt so self-conscious and uncomfortable. Like I had zero body fat. I was just like this little thing. And I was nervous to get go in the pool with everyone else because I felt insecure. And this this old queen just <laughs> sitting next to me smoking a cigarette. He just goes, honey, you'll never be this young or this thin. Get in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> And I well, he did. Right he was right. And so I took my shirt off and I lived my best life. And that's like the one thing I remember from my first Fire Island experience is like having the old queen just be like, honey, get in the pool. <laughs> like, And he was right. It was great. Raymond, have you been to Fire Island? I haven't been yet because I just moved to New York. So I haven't okay. been But I'm going this summer after Pride. Oh, so it's, well, like, oh, it's a that's it's a, a good marathon. time to go. It's a that marathon. Is a good time There's to a go. drag you show. Watch, you can watch the movie ahead of time yeah. too to kind of prep yeah. you for it to see what the experience is going to be like because it looks it looks pretty spot on for what I've been told it is. My experience though, yes, babe, you talk the about that. The drag show was so good. So in the off season, they still do the drag shows, right? So we're there. We kind of got the island basically to ourselves. There's a couple locals and a few people that come over, but they perform the drag show at one of the, one of the bars there, and it was a show called The Assassins. Yes, and I looked it up because I want to make sure. 
sure I give these girls credit because, oh, my goodness, they performed in the offseason like it was the on season and the house was packed all the way. Kimmy Moore, Boudoir LaFleur, and Nick Gaga put on this show that was choreography after choreography, performance after performance. They jumped off of things. They climbed on things. They had the most amazing costumes. It was it was yeah, so it fantastic. It was like you were watching the finale episode of Drag Race and they were like lip syncing for like $200,000. Like, yeah, so when you go, Raymond, I highly recommend that you check out the Assassin show because if it was that in the off season for like 15 of us and our chicken tenders we had ordered, I can only imagine what it's like when all of the gays have descended upon Fire Island. Chicken, it, it, was, it was it. Chicken tenders were not that great. Don't get them. No, I was... They, they, were, they just weren't that good. And I'm okay with it because we're watching a drag show and it's bar food and I'm fine with it. But I'm a chicken tender connoisseur and they just weren't that great. I, I guess I was so distracted by the fantastic By the drag. beauty. <laughs> by the beauty. <laughs> but um, speaking of the Fire Island experience, experience. and the Fire, Fire Island, Island movie, movie, there is... I'm just saying what you're saying. I would say a queer icon. A queer icon. Um, A the LGBTQ queer plus. The, she, is, she is one of the... The biggest queer icons, and honestly, one of the first queer icons that I remember seeing and hearing in her stand-up specials, joining us today on the podcast. We have because she's in the movie. She's in Fire Island, but she's also on Pridecast right now. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Just a quick note. The following interview was recorded the day before the draft of the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade was leaked. And it, Justice Alito criticized the decision in the Obergefell versus Hodges case, which we all know is the Supreme Court case that legalized same-sex marriage in the U.S. Now to Margaret Cho joining us from her bed. 
All right, here we are welcoming to the show to Pridecast, one of the LGBTQ plus icons in the world, one of the funniest women on the face of the planet. I have been a fan since I think 2004, I started listening to Margaret Cho. Please welcome to the Pridecast, the one and only hilarious Margaret Cho. Margaret, hello, welcome. Hey. Hi, thank you so much. That's wonderful. This is so exciting for, for me personally as as a member of this couple here because since I started dating Jonathan five years ago, you have been in our life every single day because... <laughs> okay, here's... Okay, <laughs> Margaret, here's what happened. So I I downloaded on iTunes back in the day, Assassin, 2005, oh, wow. you're uh-huh. special. And it's, it's like uh-huh. one of the ones that are downloaded into my phone. It's not like... This was before things were streaming, right? So uh-huh. it was downloaded uh-huh. into the phone and now it just transfers to every iPhone I own and because oh. it starts with an A, when we start the car and it connects automatically to Bluetooth, your special comes on and it's you talking about President Bush and the gay agenda and every, I, I think I could quote the whole thing. I've listened to it a hundred times and I just let it keep playing half the time because it's just so so comforting. So you're a huge part of our life, oh, whether you know it I or love not. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> I love you. That's incredible. <laughs> So every single day, because this one never lets me drive the car, he always drives. It's his phone that connects. And I hear you every single day to start our day. And what a crazy time, because we it. think of it, we think, we we listen to that special, and you know, we're talking about marriage equality. You're talking about marriage equality hadn't mm-hmm. hadn't happened yet. And now look right. where we are. So is it is it crazy to look back on like the stuff you did back in, you know, 2000, the early 2000s to where we are now and how much has changed? Yes, it's so crazy. But at the same time, it's like we move forward and then we move backwards with the don't say gay bill. And, you know, with all of the crazy stuff happening with the right wing being like very anti-gay, like it's almost it's almost as if we like went forward and then came like back further. But then we still have, you know, euphoria. We still have our our flag means death we still have little nas x and you know so we we have so much and then we we don't have so much it's a very strange time so how do you use your comedy as as it evolves to then combat okay we made progress but now we're we're moving backwards like how, how does that affect your comedy well, I think that it's it's really just about observing and and t- kind of coming away with like why are these things happening? And you know, it's, I usually just go with my gut reactions. Like right now, my gut reaction is Marjorie Taylor Greene has such a dyke face. Like when I look at her, she has a lesbian face. Like she has the dykiest face. I know that face. I have that face. I have sat on that face. So it's like. When you can just observe like what's going on, it's like, why are you so against gays when your lips have never touched it clearly? Like you are so lesbian. Like it's just a softball playing face that I can't get away from. Like it, it's so weird how they're so gay, but they're so anti-gay. Like Lindsey Graham, it's like, girl, please, bitch, sit down. Like, you know, like it's so ridiculous. Um, it's it's really it's really uh the weirdest thing but so you know you kind of make light of it and that's what infuriates that community the most is when you don't take them seriously but it gives us a lot of freedom to be able to laugh at it have joy around it 
Because isn't it always such a projection? You always find out. Yeah. Like 95% of the time, like, girl, it was you you were fighting against. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was like my best friend in in college. I went away for, we we separated in college and I went and did something else, moved to New York, and he stayed in college and he was my best friend Tony and we he was gay as well. And there was one bully that lived on our floor freshman year that like really picked on us. And then senior year, he calls me. He goes, you'll never believe who I hooked up with. And I was like, bam. And I said his name. He goes, yep. I go, I knew it. It's always the ones that are fighting it that are that are the ones that are being the biggest jerks. Right. Because they fear their own uh, power. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like they're, they fear their own strength, which is their gayness. You know, they fear their own truth. So, you know, it's like you have to be sad for people who are so afraid of themselves, really. You know, it's just, yeah, it's very, it's, it's very sad. But it's also the thing is, the problem is, is that there are real life consequences. There are mm-hmm. real life 1,000%. horrible things happening to gay kids, trans kids. I mean, the, the absolute craziness of all this homophobic rhetoric is really affecting young people. You know, we like grown up i've grown up through so many ages of homophobia so i can handle it but it's like the young generation who are really just kind of like learning about what the world is like it's very dangerous so i'm i'm really scared for them and it's like it makes me so angry because it's not like we've ever taught gay anything anywhere in schools like there's no consciousness of that it's just putting this atmosphere of fear around queerness that is not cool and you sit here and you talk about you know, our generation and how we're at a different place than the the younger generation. And yet we still have so far to go. But, you know, this is Pridecast. We talk about being proud of who you are and what pride means to you. And it's something we love to share. And I think people love hearing what that means to everyone. So I, I have to ask you, what does pride mean to you and, and where you are in life? Well, I have been attending gay pride celebrations since 1978. You know, and um, every time, you know, like being at the head of the parade, listening to the dykes on bikes roar through their motorcycles, mm-hmm. it really wells up in my heart, like this feeling of joy and hope for the future. Mm-hmm. And this feeling of like, we can be ourselves, we can enjoy being ourselves, and mm-hmm. we can really celebrate who we are and come into visibility into society in a way that's really special. And so I um, think pride is so important. I think pride is really um, something that brings us all together. And it, it renews, too, because there's so many different avenues of queerness that are now like being embraced by that was just LGBT before. And now we're mm-hmm. more inclusive of the non-binary community, of the ace community, gray sexuals, the, the questioning the um, allies, you know, there's so much to ex- expand, like, and look at who is queer and what is queer. And I love that. Yeah. And it's cool when that happens because it allows us to kind of look past what we thought we were and opens us to the possibility of maybe there's more to who we are as well. Cause I know you had said you identify as bisexual, but I know that's evolved for you. And I, and I think I read that you uh, identify as, as pansexual now. Is, is that right? And that was an evolution. Yeah, and I think that now I'm actually closer to asexual, you know, which is pretty much the same as being pansexual in a lot of ways. It's like, 
when you are um, kind of removing the the sort of ideas of what romance is, aromantic, uh, asexual, you remove these ideas of like heteronormative sexuality or re uh, romance or relationship. And it, it sort of becomes like you're like in a different sphere. I think that for me, it's come with age. I'm just really interested in cacti and succulents. So that's my, my <laughs> feeling of like- You, I'm you really and James both. Yeah. yeah, I'm very into the plant life. Um, I have a very, a, a big affinity for cats and dogs. And so, you know, it's like I've almost got into a phase in my life where I'm a little bit outside of my own body and I'm about like nurturing other bodies, mm -hmm. which are not necessarily human bodies, which are mm -hmm. animals, which are plants. So it's weird, like how menopause really changes you. And um, hormones really change you and they don't lessen your life. It actually enriches your life. So I would say I'm kind of closer to asexual now, which it feels right and it feels really good. I think it's beautiful, though, to allow yourself to evolve and find who you are. You don't have to be one thing. You don't have to stay in one box. I think there's there's a spectrum. There's a scale. There's all that. And I think it's beautiful to allow yourself to continue to find who you are. Like it's, it's like I, I do that with work. Like, you know, John, I like to jump jobs all the time because I feel like you don't have to be yeah. stuck doing one thing. Like you can do as many things as you want. And I think that as we add, I will say this every single episode, probably as we add letters to the LGBTQIA plus community, I think it's a beautiful thing because it's expanding our horizons. It's expanding who's included and it's expanding, letting people see who they can be. And you said something great, Margaret. You said you're into nurturing other bodies and nurturing other other things. And I think it's not lost on anyone how much you nurtured us. Mm -hmm. I know my, I know people my age, growing up and listening to your comedy, it was the first time that I felt, it was the first time I saw, because I grew up in Ohio, Toledo, Ohio, and, you know, very sm small town, very small town thinking, and no one just talked openly about being gay the way you did. And no one so talked so openly that I had ever heard about the queer community other than you. And I remember hearing your stuff for the first time and just saying, wow, she has so much bravery. She's so strong. I can't believe there's someone that can do that. I could never do that. I could never talk about being gay like that. That would be that would be crazy to me. And the fact that now here I am on a podcast called Pridecast out and loud and proud with my husband talking to you about what pride means just so you know your what you, the work you do is so important and what you've done has been so important you've shaped this generation which will then help to shape the next generations and it will just keep going so i want to say thank you for for inspiring me and and just making me feel like there was someone out there that understood me you have goosebumps. Aww, he so has goosebumps, goosebumps over here. You yeah. have goosebumps over here, baby. It's, true. it's absolutely oh, that's true. And but You're no, amazing. no, you inspired us. Who inspired you? Like who were who were the, the Where did this come from? Yeah, where this did bravery? this come from? All this bravery. Who inspired you to I mean, I know you grew up in San Francisco and it was probably a very, you know, with very liberal environment, but like who inspired you growing up to to make you be able to do this? I think um people like Harvey Milk for sure. Mm -hmm. um, the people who were working for Harvey Milk, who were uh, campaigning with him, who um, were uh, holding vigil after his assassination, you know, that incredible thing, you know, I was be able to witness. So 
to see the beginnings of gay power in that way was really inspiring. And, you know, I was just a little kid, but it made me, it had a lifelong effect. People like talking about people like Brownie Mary, who was um, this very uh, incredible woman who was baking, um, illegally baking marijuana brownies for AIDS patients in hospice, you know, gay men who were dying of AIDS and she was alleviating their suffering and going to jail for it um, and baking brownies for them. And so she and I, um, she was like 80 something years old. She gave me a brownie in San Francisco, like in the early nineties and I'm still high from it. Like, I mean, it's <laughs> like so crazy. So I, um, I really admire people like that. People who were, you know, helping AIDS patients. Um, people, people like, you know, Diana Spencer, people like Princess Diana, who were helping AIDS patients, helping change the world's perception of people with AIDS. I think that's really incredible. So there's like been a lot of support that I see all over, but I, and I've sort of been witness to, um, but I think, you know, like I would say for me, like the most pivotal people would probably be a combination of Harvey Milk and Brownie Mary. And that's kind of where I come from. <laughs> It's really cool to hear who inspired you because then, like, I, I don't know where I read it, but um, Bo and Yang, yes. who we're going to get to because I want to talk about all the stuff that we you got coming about up. Fire Island. He talked about how you inspired him. What does that feel like for you when you hear that and you're like, wow, here's somebody killing it now that they're saying I, I was inspiration for them? It's really gratifying. And I love Bowen. And, you know, he's really incredible and just such a beauty and such a talent. And um, I think. Like he actually reminds me of almost um, somebody like with a with a grandeur, like a like a James Baldwin or a Truman Capote, like a kind of a legendary voice that we'll hear for generations. Like we had a joke on the set of Fire Island that we all had our own like podcast. So my podcast idea for him was the Yang Over, which every night after like a fabulous New York City glittering party he would like go into the early morning hours with with somebody with a ball gown and talk about the party and do sort of the after after party breakdown there's the yang over from the party so I just think it's such a good idea because I think that he has such a wonderful eye on comedy and show business and pop culture and what's happening now um so yeah I love Bowen and I, I'm really proud of him and what, what was it like shooting Fire Island? You, you have this new movie coming out. And I mean, t tell us about the experience of that, because from the trailer, it looks absolutely hilarious. This looks like a group of people I want to hang out with. I had so much FOMO. Yeah. I know. And I'm just going to throw it out there. I auditioned for Nick Adams role. But you know what? I'm glad Nick Adams got it. Let it go. Because let I'm going to let it go. And he did a great job. And he looks really good in a bathing suit. So and he's very funny and talented. So I'm going to let this one go. But how was <laughs> shooting? Everybody was so, we had such a great time. Everybody was so wonderful and we had so much fun. And, you know, it was like um, just a fabulous summer holiday where like me and the main cast, we just all like were on this um, sort of like meeting house or sort of uh, this little hotel that was around a swimming pool. And so we were just like all in very close quarters. And um, if somebody got dick would be really quiet, like, shh his boyfriend's here like, shh, you know, like, yeah. trying to be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. we're all like mm -hmm. 
sisters on the island and um, everybody was just so fun. And uh, I uh, really just fell in love with everyone. I mean, I known every, every, like I, I, like I known um, Joel and I, I've known of course Bone, but then I didn't know Matt very well. I didn't know all of the other cast members very well. So we just got really close really fast. And, you know, we, um, laughed and laughed and laughed. It was very similar to what's happening on screen was what was happening off screen. It just became a family. So Joel's vision was so brilliant and Andrew is such an incredible director. So we had this incredible visual element to add to the humor um, because it's really painted like um, an amazing portrait like of gay life, of summer, of this summer romance, which is really amazing. And it's, it's so true because it's almost like they just took it from the trailer. It looks like you just took a really great snapshot of what it's like to have a group of friends that go to Fire Island in the summer and kind of the summer romances that happen and all the hilarity that comes with it. Because we've all been there yes. with with having, you know, we've all had, I'm sure you have too. You you go to Fire Island for the summer with your group of friends and it, it's a blast mm -hmm. and it's it's gay summer camp. Well, th yes. that, hang on and though. Not everybody really, has the beautiful. gay not yeah. everybody gets the gay summer camp experience. Jonathan had it. I, I was talking before we got on with you about how he took me to Fire Island in the off season. I did. <laughs> I shot a movie called Fire Island, but it's a thriller. And we shot it the same year as the Thr Fire Island Ooh. comedy. So we were there when it was off season, which, by the way, is just freaky on its own. I'm sure you've been there during the Wait, off season. Wait, I was going to ask, did you guys it's film during on season or off season? We actually were there off season. So it was during the week off season. So it was very quiet. Wow. But, yeah. but um, we, uh, I actually have overwintered in Provincetown, which is oh, like wow. really like that's a very strange. It, it's very yeah, surreal. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh -huh. But it's like you're really you're really isolated. So it's um, definitely, you know, you feel the wilderness of it it's still very like much a sort of foresty coastal landscape which is really beautiful the natural beauty of the place really comes through but it's also really scary <laughs> yeah no yeah it, it, it is <laughs> and we were shooting a thriller and like there was a scene where i had to walk down the board you know you know those boardwalks when they're deserted yeah. and it's night outside like you don't know what's in those woods there was a scene where i had to walk and walk down that boardwalk alone and i was like on camera in the scene knowing that they're filming me and i was still scared like i knew like hey there's like pas everywhere there's a director like i'm fine but there was a moment when i'm like i don't think i'm fine like i don't think i would want to be here by myself i'm too scared it's because it's like the natural, it's like, it's all the trees and yeah, the, and the creaking, there's a lot of creaking and there's no lights. There's no city sounds. That's why it's scary right. is because mm -hmm. there's no sort of mm -hmm. civilization, which is what makes it great when we bring the civilization, you know, yes. when we are bringing like our like chatter and our like fun, like laughter. And then, then it's great to not have city lights or like car sounds. It's because there's no right. car sounds. That's why it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so I, I was trying to figure out from the trailer, your character in Fire Island, is she, she, what, what is she? She got like a kind of a, like a mom energy, but it's not the mom energy. It's like, it's like in gay culture, we have that. We have yeah. women in our lives that are that. It's yeah. like the house, have house mother, lesbian mother, the house mother, the lesbian mother, um, we the have les mom. We have those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, 
because we get to we get to choose our family, right? And so I, I think a lot of us are really Absolutely. fortunate to end up with the lesbian house mom. We have several in our lives that we, yes. we love and adore, and we're very fortunate to have them. So it's cool to see that reflected on screen with what you have with these guys. And what I what I'm excited yeah. about, and I for people to see this movie and to see that relationship you have with this group of this group of people is that it's it just shows like a chosen family existing and taking care of each other which for people that might not be so adept to gay culture or what it means to be on fire island they're going to be able to see hey it's not just it's not just parties and fun there's also a lot of heart to it and there's there's real people with real feelings and this woman is helping take care of them and i, I it's just the way yes. any any other mother would do and i think that's so important for people to see because i think it changes hearts and minds Absolutely. And it's really about sisters. Like, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, of course, there's like the romance and the hookups, but it's really about sister, like your gay sisters, yep. like, you know, all of the 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 sisters that like our gay sisters that we have around us, you know, that we wanted to take care of, too. So it's a family of sisters. It is. And listen, the entertainment reporter in me is kicking in because I. I was doing all my research before this and, and beyond fire Island, you are so booked and blessed right booked now, girl. Can, blessed, can I just do some honey. of the accolades that came up right away? Everyone? The first things she's in hacks this coming up season. She's in the current new season of the flight attendant. She's got an episode of the book of queer, which looks so funny by the way. And, and this drag, the musical album. I mean, all this stuff is just, it's, it's like a, the Margaret Cho, a sense or something. Yeah, it's it, just, we are everywhere. And Netflix is a joke. And she I, got Netflix as a I joke as well. Oh, this. yes. Which is great. Yeah, I love it. When, I'm really When happy are you resting, girl? Gay icon. And when do you sleep? Yeah, when are you sleeping? Right now? Well, I mean, I'm basically like, I mean, mostly I'm just a cat and a dog sitter. And then I get to have all these other jobs because I'm just like taking care of my cats and dogs all the time. As, some, as long as someone waters the succulents. Uh huh. I'm so. Well, you don't have to. You don't have to water them. That's the beauty like of succulents. Weeks. You yeah. gotta let them dry out because they they there are some thirsty bottoms those succulents, but then they they need to be get dried out. You know. Yeah, speaking um, of, my husband kills all of our succulents. No, I do not kill all the succulents. I kill the things that aren't the succulents. That's why. I, I, so, Margaret, I'm a plant gay as well. Yes. So yes. I, I love my plants. I do very well. I have. Baby, my fence post cactus is killing it out back. It it's is. like it's hitting Ooh. the ceiling of the patio right now. But nice. it's my other stuff that's not a succulent that does not do so well. But the succulents, we can oh. keep those alive because, yeah, they don't need a lot the of The succulents are easy, but the tropicals are really hard. My Calathea Dottie is like, she's so over me. I had to put her in a humidity bag. Like she's, I, I put a bag over her head and I walked out the house. Like I felt like so, I plucked out all her dry leaves. I put a bag over her and I'm like, bye girl, because she <laughs> hates me. The tropicals are really hard. That prayer plants are so sensitive. Hard. I feel so seen right now, Margaret. He feels so I really seen. do. What, what's the they name of the plant me. again? What'd you call it? It's the Calathea Dottie. That's my it's new dragon. The one, it's Calathea Dottie. She's <laughs> yeah. high drama. She's the most Yeah, she's high Calathea. drama. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like over it. She's like so she reads me every time I come out to the porch to like water her. She's like, bitch. She's like, I have mites. I have no humidity. I'm not giving you any leaves. She's like so mean to me. It's so awful. <laughs> I have a, a dr Drakenya, I think is how you say it, giving me the exact yeah. same attitude outside yeah. right now as we speak. So I, 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 I understand where you're coming from. I get it. Yeah, I'm going to put it's a bag attitude. over his head, pull off all his leaves, just put a bag over his head so he stays humid when I go to shoot this next movie. You just have to stay here and your hair's just going to curl. Babe, I, we're talking about plants, not me. Oh, I thought we were talking about you. Uh, you okay, cannot cool. put a no, plastic no, bag over I, a human's I I head. No, okay, fine. They all literally you say it on the bag. You got to put like a humid... 
yeah, you have to put a humidity dome over some of these plants sometimes because you just, I'm like, shut up, girl. And I just put a humidity dome. Girl, bye. I'm like, uh uh-uh. Bye, girl. And so the humidity dome might help her out. I think it's going to help. But, you know, sometimes we, sometimes plants die. But I have a, like, if you like to water, I love the uh, carnivorous plants. I have a a big, huge bog of Venus flytraps and Saracenia and pitcher plants that are just in water. So those are really fun. Oh my gosh. I would just they want just, to break out into little shop floors every time I walked by it. It's so great. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. Big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. On the podcast, we like to do this thing called like This Week in Gay History because like, we got to keep educating the young people. So I think James yes. is going to teach us a little something and we're going to let you talk about it. Yes, yeah. Margaret. This is what we call This Week in Gay History, because in order for us to know where we're going, we have to remember where we came from, and we have to educate those that might yes. not know. So, James, tell us about This Week in Gay History. Let's take a look back in LGBTQ plus history 2012. Ooh. This is cool because assassins, we talked about other presidents that weren't so supportive, and I hear it every time we get in the car, so this is the first it's one my that My favorite was. line is when you said about, I think it was about Bush, you were like, we don't need an amendment to protect a marriage equality, we need an amendment to protect us from him. That's true. <laughs> Not to direct quote, see, direct quote. Yeah, Told you I know it. Go on, James. So, here in gay history in 2012, a president we didn't need protection from because in an ABC interview, Barack Obama became the first sitting US president to publicly support the freedom for LGBTQ+ couples to uh, marry. That was that was a, a a beautiful time. I remember like yeah. I was in my first like serious 
gay relationship then and i was like oh wow this there we could actually get to a point where we could be able to get married it was it was it was that so moment great. of hope do you remember that moment what it was like for you to see that yes i mean that whole time was really inspiring i love barack obama as president and um you know i think that we really grew as a nation under him like that was a really great era of you know, we got marriage equality, then we got this like more of an enduring idea of what pride was, you know, on a, on a very, very big scale. So I, I yeah, that was a great time. Baby, do you remember that? Because I, I remember you always said you didn't think you'd ever get married. No, I, I never thought I would get married because I never thought it was an option. And just, you know, even go back to your assassin, your special, like how you talked about how, you know, we needed marriage equality. And then all of a sudden it happens. And I think for a lot of us, you know, there's a younger generation out there right now that doesn't know, which is crazy to say this. Like, I can't believe I can't believe I'm even saying this. There's going to be a generation that's coming up now that doesn't know what it's like to not be able to not get married. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there, it's just mm -hmm. gay marriage is normal is, uh, you know, yeah. marriage equality is just, we've always had it. So there's going to be that generation, but then you have people like us that were, were on the front lines fighting for it. And we're able to have that moment where all of a sudden it was rallies. okay. And I, I was at the rallies as well. And to have it happen, it was one of those amazing and weird things at the same time, because you're like, Oh, I never wanted to get in a serious relationship because I could never really get married. So for a lot of us, for my, for me, especially it was like, Oh, I don't need to get married. Like we can't do it. And then all of a sudden it happens and it literally your whole life changes in one day. You're like, wait, I can actually seriously think about this. And then you have to seriously think about, wait, do, do I want to get married? Because it was never an option. And now that it's an option, mm -hmm. it's a whole nother, you know, set of circumstances that you have to really decompress and like go through and think, think what you really want in life. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I just, I was always, see, I'm different. I was the gay kid that always dreamed of his Prince Charming the whole I'm time. Here. Like I was Aww. always that person my entire life. Like I would like dream yeah. about my wedding, think about my wedding. What is he going to be like? And then I, I, we just Aww. got married a month ago, Margaret. So yeah. like, I, I found oh, it, right? Oh, congratulations. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you very much. But it, it, it is wild to think back and look at the time. And also, I have to correct myself because we can do this because it's a podcast. Um, I 2012, when that happened, I was not in a relationship that I should have been thinking about marriage. It was prior to that. That one was a messy one. So I'm so glad it didn't happen. <laughs> but the point is, we got there and I found the right one. And here we are. <laughs> I love that. It's so, so fantastic. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Wait, can I, can I talk about some of these other shows you're on? Because this is what's so cool to me. You're, you're on other shows that have a lot of queer representation that's, that's so mm -hmm. cool about right now there's so much queer representation out there i mean this upcoming season of hacks hacks is like a, it's there's so many queer superstars i love on there and and yeah. now you're a part of it what's that set yeah. like is it, yeah. is it is it kind We're of like obsessed that obsessed with that show so yeah, it's, fun. is it so I fun love, i love it i love them and i love the i love the show and i mean to me it's just so exciting to be a part of that world so I'm really hoping right. I get to go back. You know, to me, it's just so like exciting to be a fan of a show and then get to be on it because then you get to read the script and see what's coming up. So, oh my gosh, that's like cool. the best feeling ever. Wait, can I you tell it. us about your character at all? Like a little bit? I'm me. I'm playing myself. So that's oh, really great. You're playing you. <laughs> oh, yeah. even they better. left that out. Even we didn't know better. that. So, oh, that's awesome. Oh so my exciting. gosh. So, a lot yeah. of character research there. Uh huh. Yeah. Very good. Very, yeah. very Love big it. stretch. And and then you have the yeah. flight attendant, which your recurring guests are on for the second season of flight attendant, which it, yeah. people can now, watch, yeah. which is out now. H how was yeah. working on that set? Because I love Kaylee Cuoco. We did a movie together. And I think I she's just her. absolutely fabulous. She's fabulous. She's an amazing actress and what a great show. And I, I really love it. And we did it in Reykjavik. So 
that was really cool too. When it was like very dark out and we were shooting and it just felt very exciting and so uh, Bjork, so international. Yeah. It was like very, it was a very midnight sun or midnight sky, like midnight at noon. It was very cool. My favorite thing about doing this with my husband is that I know when he gets lost and I saw you say Reykjavik. <laughs> And his face was like, I, was I don't know looking, where this is. I don't know where that is. I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> he started looking around the room like there was like, going to be a map, map in here. <laughs> Reykjavik, Reykjavik. I'm like, how can I Google yeah. this? She's real far. Reykjavik is real far. <laughs> that's far that's my other drag name. <laughs> it's the plan. Yeah. Reykjavik. Yeah. <laughs> All we do is She's come far. up with drag names with Margaret Joe on the podcast. <laughs> oh, Love this it. is so fun. The whole point of this is we want people when they finish an episode to feel proud and happy and excited about who they are and empowered in their queerness. What's your favorite thing? What is Margaret Cho's favorite thing about being queer? I think it's just um, the uh, youthfulness of it. Like, mm-hmm. I think being queer really is about staying young and mm-hmm. staying, like, very vital. Like, there's a vitality to it. There's a youthfulness to it. There's a real happiness and joy to it um i don't mm-hmm. think it's a coincidence that it's called gay because gay is happy <laughs> and it's just happy so i think we we just stay young i love that because there's so many times that i feel like the youthfulness side of it is we say like a lot of like gay men have peter pan syndrome because mm-hmm. you know you come out later so you're trying you're kind of living those years that you should have lived younger at a later time but i like your perspective instead that it keeps mm-hmm. us young it's, it does it it's does wonderful. because ev- the yeah. whole community is ever changing and things are changing yeah. in it and and you really it really keeps you on your toes you know being part I of love it. Sure. and that's why we do yeah. things like Pridecast, and that's why we have legends like Margaret Cho, icons in the queer community here. Margaret Cho, thank you so, so much for joining us today on Pridecast. You are an absolute icon, and so many people look up to you. I know we are huge fans, and I know know the world is a huge fan of you, and we just want to say thank you so much for being here. Seriously, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being you, everything you've done along the way, everything you're continuing to do, and of course, for joining us. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. Fire Island um, hits Hulu, by the way, June 3rd. I've done my research yes, here. Yes, June 3rd, Fire so Island. set those calendars yes. so you can watch it. Watch Hulu. Everyone, Word. thank you for joining us on Pridecast with Margaret Cho. I'm Jonathan Bennett, and this is my husband, James Vaughn. I'm James Vaughn. And a reminder, be proud of who you are. And remember, you're never too much, and you're always enough. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pridecast, produced by iHeartMedia Los Angeles in partnership with LA Pride. This is Gerald Garth, Vice President of Programs and Initiatives with Christopher Street West LA Pride. I would like to take this moment to invite all of our listeners to LA Pride's Pride in the Park. Pride in the Park is our time to celebrate with music and festivities in person on Saturday, June 11th at the Los Angeles State Historic Park. This mega music moment will be headlined by Christina Aguilera with performances by Anita, Sid, Chica, Michaela J, Rebecca Black, Bob the Drag Queen, and more. Visit www.laprideinthepark.org to purchase tickets and for more information about L.A. Pride's Pride in the Park. For all other information about L.A. Pride and our many other events, visit www.lapride.org. LAPride.org. Thank you. 
and happy pride. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.